You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. When I was younger, I spent a lot of my life playing a football game on my computer. And back then it was called Championship Manager. And it was a game that I played for years and years and years, pretending to be a football manager in charge of a football team. And I love this game. And although I did other things in my spare time, this was kind of one of my key hobbies, pretending to be the football manager. And it was great fun. And as well as being great fun, it was also a real challenge as well. It would be a real puzzle sometimes, building the right team or going on a bad run of form and a bad run of results and having to try and correct it somehow. And I'd find myself sometimes, you know, doing other things, but in the back of my mind, I was, tr- I was trying to figure out how to strengthen my defence or, you know, what kind of winger I could get to score more goals or these kind of things. And it's interesting, really, because the video games industry, the computer games industry, is now a huge industry that's worth $90 billion, which is remarkable, isn't it, to think how much money that we will spend, even as adults, on computer games. And it got me to thinking, you know, what is it about computer games that have us so engaged and so engrossed that we're prepared to be spending $90 billion a year on them? What is it that games designers are able to do that make games so addictive, that keep us, keep us coming back for more? What was it about the game that I used to play that kept me interested for well over a decade? And the answer to that question lies in an experiment that I've mentioned before on this podcast. But the games industry is a great example of this at play. And the example that I want to share with you is an experiment that was done by a guy named Robert Heath back in the 60s. And no idea how he managed to get to how he managed to do this, but he, he got permission to just put electrodes into people's brain, so much so that he could actually activate certain parts of the brain in order to generate particular feelings, you know, like joy, laughter, sexual arousal or whatever. And the strange thing is, is that the feeling that people wanted more than anything else was not joy or laughter or sexual arousal, as you might imagine, but it was actually mild frustration with a hint of anger. And so when they got the kind of uh, control pad and they could choose for themselves which part of the brain and which feeling to conjure up by activating that part of the brain, the one that they were choosing more than any other was the one that gave them this kind of mild frustration, this mild frustration with a, a little hint of anger, not a lot of anger, not a lot of frustration either, but that mild frustration. 
And it's the kind of mild frustration that we experience when we're playing a good game. You see, what a games designer has to do is to make sure that the challenge isn't too much. Because if the challenge is too steep, we give up. We throw the game away. We say, I'm not playing this. It's too hard. And by the same token, if the challenge is not hard enough, we get bored. Can you imagine, for instance, if the golf... A game in which you have to get a ball into a hole just allowed you to, to pick up the ball and drop it into the hole with your hand. Nobody would really be playing golf if that was the case. And so the key is to make sure that there is some sort of challenge. The kind of mild frustration that comes with having to push against a challenge that's not too hard because that would be too much frustration and would lead us to quit. But that delicious, mild frustration that we have when we're playing a game and we're trying to overcome the challenge of it. And you see, this is why games are so much fun. Back then in the 60s, when people had a control pad and could choose which emotion to feel, they weren't choosing joy or sexual arousal or anything else that they could have chosen. What they were choosing most of all was mild frustration. And we don't have electrodes in our brain today, but the $90 billion that we spend every year on video games shows us that we're still choosing that exact same emotion that Robert Heath's experiment was showing that people were choosing back then. Every time we put that video game in, we volunteer for the challenge but we're volunteering in that challenge when it's a good video game we're volunteering to experience what they experienced that mild frustration that comes from having to face a challenge and it's an interesting realization because often in life when we're asked what is it that we want what is it that we want to feel? We'll often find ourselves saying things like, I want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And yet, when we play video games and volunteer for video games to such an extent that we're prepared to pay $90 billion a year for them, and when those subjects at Robert Heath's experiment had the chance too to decide what they would feel. But we're not, we're not choosing to feel happy. We're choosing to feel a mild challenge. That mild challenge is our favourite emotion. That mild frustration that comes from a challenge is our favourite emotion. And so it offers a very counterintuitive different way of looking at what it is that we really want. That when I sit here and say, I just want to be happy, the evidence suggests that happiness isn't actually what I want. That when I say that I want to be happy, it's not true. What I actually want is mild frustration. What I actually want is to be engaged 
in a challenge. And that challenge could be pretending to be a football manager, trying to rescue a struggling football club from a bad series of results. Or it could be the kind of challenge that we create in our own lives. But it's interesting to note, isn't it, that when we're in that state of feeling that mild frustration, I'm feeling as though maybe we prefer to be happy that the evidence suggests that that mild frustration that we're feeling is actually our preferred state. And so next time that you feel mild frustration, it might be worth reframing it, not as something that you want rid of, but maybe even as something that you choose to embrace, that this is the kind of mild frustration that comes from playing a great video game. This is the kind of mild frustration that we collectively spend $90 billion to try and achieve. And yet their life is giving you that mild frustration for free. And so if you like this idea, please share the episode so others can enjoy it too. You can work with me directly, of course. I'm Alan Parry. You can find out more at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. And please do subscribe to the podcast. It's completely free and there's a new episode every day. And subscribing means that you'll never miss one again. So thanks very much for listening. And I'll be back again tomorrow with another one.